0: I looked at her, I was like, I hate to say it, but like someone's grandparents trying to get through, like whose grandparent likes this music? You're listening to Psychic-ish. My name is Lydia and this is my weird little podcast to keep track of how my psychic abilities are developing. If you're a new listener, hey, welcome. So glad to have you here. I started seeing spirits from the age of seven. From what I can remember, my mum said that I was saying some weird shit (laughs) since I was three years old. So it's something that's always been there, but These abilities are something that I've struggled with for an extremely long time Pretty much for the majority of my life I've only started letting them in over the past two years And when I say that the abilities are developing rapidly That is like the understatement of the century So I just keep track of everything that changes here on the podcast So that's what you're about to hear today You're about to hear... Three little stories about what's happened over the past two or three weeks. (sighs) Let's get into it. So I'm actually not recording alone today. I have little producer Titi here with me. We're house sitting for our landlords to take care of their dog while they're away. And so I've got their little golden doodle on my bed Say hello, TT. Say hello. Ruff. She'll bark when Daniel gets home. She loves the boy. I want to get into the weird little things that have happened recently because they're just funny. So, <laughs> the first is that I mean, two things happened while I was at work. I don't know why, but I think it's because my job while we're in Whistler, I don't think, is very serious. So, I've um, here and there told some colleagues about, like, the podcast and about, about how I see dead people, and they've all taken it in different ways. They've been really lovely about it, and they're all, like, in their early 20s, so they're just a laugh to be around. A poor 20-year-old, <laughs> when I told her started crying and um she was really scared she asked if I'd ever seen anything at work and I said oh only in this one little place but you know like it was just really quick it was like someone was in the corner of my eye and she started crying and I was like oh my gosh don't worry like if anything ever came through here they'd come to me they wouldn't come to you don't worry like I'm way more open so yeah it was just a little bit of a reminder now that I'm not really scared of it anymore that other people are bloody terrified about it. So I just can't really take that for granted just because I'm used to it. I need to remember that other people haven't experienced anything like this in their lives, you know, so just have to be more mindful. It was a good little lesson. And then another colleague of mine, I'll give her a fake name. I'll call her Sarah. She's, she's hilarious. She just has this heart of gold. She's really adventurous. She's about 25 and she's gorgeous like she has the best personality and she's like a little greek goddess you know and every day she'll come into work and there's a new boy on the scene and she's just a romantic you know like she just really is ready for a relationship and really just wants to love someone and and put that love out there and you know I'll get to work <laughs> maybe once a week and and she'll say that she thinks she found the one and I'm just like, okay, well, what's his name? You know, tell me. And last week this happened again and I was like, tell me about him. And she really lit up when she spoke about him and I don't know, it sounded really positive. So I was really, really happy for her. Like this is what she deserves, you know? And then she was like, Leah, I want to ask you something. Can you tell me if he's the one? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, can you tell me if he's the one? And I was like, you mean like ask God? I've said like about 12 times. (laughs) I said, you mean asking your spirit guides or whoever's looking over you? And she just looked at me straight in the eyes and nodded. And then I think someone came in the room, so we had to stop talking about it. And I can't lie, like I got a little bit uncomfortable with that idea. I definitely wanted to help her out and I definitely want to let her know either way. But I just didn't want to break her heart. And it just wouldn't make sense if she wants to know right now if he's the one you know now that my spirit guides have started telling me what I need to hear in that moment, not necessarily what is the absolute truth of what's going to happen. So when she and I were alone at some point, I said to her, I was like, you know, do you really want me to ask this? Because I might get an answer, but it might be what I'm told right now. It might not be the yes or no that you're looking for. And then I said... If it's no, what are you going to do? You like this boy. Are you still going to see him? And then if it's yes, I don't want you to stay with this boy just because I've told you it's a yes when you don't even know if you fully like him, if he meets all your non-negotiables, if he sweeps you off your feet, you know, like it's just a really hard thing to gauge. And she just looked at me and she said, okay, and she just nodded. She's like, okay, okay, let's, let's not." But as soon as she said that, and I need like a little sound for when I say I'm starting to get goosies. As soon as she said that, I had my second vision. So this is new. Visions are new. Uh, The first was when I saw how Dan had the possibility of passing away when we're in the Caribbean that I spoke about a few episodes ago. And this one, again, I saw it in the exact same way. I saw it like how a spirit comes through while I'm talking to someone. So it's like, it sounds so weird, but it's like having a little screen up in the top left corner of your vision field, except it's not a screen. It's kind of a picture of a memory. So if I were to picture if I were to picture practicing tennis this morning, because that's what I went and did this morning, I'm remembering it and I'm seeing it in the top left hand of my vision. Um just seeing a kind of black and white image, you know. Oh, it's so hard to explain. But I saw her and I saw her in a wedding dress and I saw him in a suit and I saw a celebrant there and I saw them getting married and she must have seen a shift in my demeanor. I don't know, because she was still holding eye contact and she just said, what, what, what is it? What is it? And I just nodded. I was like, look, it's 30 degrees in here or whatever it is. I have complete shivers right now. I just got, a, like, I said, I just got a picture and I got nods at the same time from my little counsel. I said, I just got a picture and I've got nods. Yes, like, here's the one. And she was just like, really? And I know what you're thinking. I shouldn't have said anything. She just knows me. She could tell that I'd received some kind of information. She could tell it was positive. And... She didn't really know what to do with it afterwards, if I'm honest. But I guess I guess that's up to her now. In any other scenario, I wish I would have been able to keep it to myself. I was just excited for her. And I don't know. It, it wasn't even like I saw that vision and saw the nods. It's like I just felt in my heart that it felt right. And I felt that love. It was just... A strange experience and, yeah, it's um a bit of a head scratcher, that one. And then later that day, she left work and I was there with another girl that had come on for a night shift. And we just started talking about dreams. Shh, I think I said that I kept having the same dream lately. Like I just seem to keep having this dream that I'm running late for netball, a netball game. I don't know if all of you will know what netball is because I know some of my listeners are in North America. Netball's kind of like basketball, except you don't bounce the ball and run with it. You stay put and have to throw the ball and then only two people are allowed to shoot a hoop and then there's no backboard on the hoop it's quite a uh, it's quite a high contact sport if you've listened to the episode about how i got my concussion i describe it there as well because it played a big part in that but yeah i just keep having this dream that i'm running like for netball when i get there there's like 24 netball courts and for some reason i can't find my court And when I do finally find my court, I'm like a minute late onto the court. I have to run on there. It's a team I've never played with. And then when I go to shoot, because I was a shooter, I am either really good or really, really poor and miss every shot. Like it's just really uncomfortable. And I have no idea what it means. I'm definitely one of those people that looks up dream meanings, but I uh, haven't done that in this case just because... Most of those dream meaning websites are from Americans and they don't really know what netball is I think i've looked up basketball, but I don't know. It just seems very specific And i'm always looking around for my family too Like they've dropped me off and tried to find a park and then I try and find where i'm meant to go And then I want them to be able to find me. It's just a big rigmarole But I was saying this to my colleague Let's choose a name for her. I'll call her anna and She said that she's been having lots of dreams of water. And I asked her to elaborate. I was like, tell me more. And she said that she just has lots of dreams that there's either a tidal wave or that she's swimming and she drowns and just quite scary dreams relating to water, but they're not the same every time. And I just sit there and I'm just nodding and I'm listening to her and she says, it just makes me wonder if maybe in a past life or something I drowned and I just, (laughs) I got shivers all over my body again and I saw nods. I didn't tell her this just because I'm not as close with her. I don't know her as well. And all I said was, yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but that's all I've kept thinking this whole time. (laughs) It's funny, though, because, like, what do you do once you have that information? There's nothing you can really do with it. So that was a little combo, a little two new experiences in one day. This is all two days after that weird cemetery rerouting thing from last week. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And then the third new thing that happened was I was getting ready for work, I think. I think I was putting on makeup. I choose like, (laughs) I choose one or two days every week to wear makeup to work just to try and look normal for once in a while. But every other day, I just really can't be bothered. Like, no one really sees me back there. There's no one to impress at my work. (laughs) And I was getting ready. and. I always see my aura when I'm putting on my makeup and I find it funny because it always comes up as yellow and it comes up as yellow no one, no wonder, no matter what color clothes I'm wearing because I have a little bit of a theory sometimes. Sometimes I wonder if aura colors are just kind of like the opposite color in the color spectrum. And you can see that kind of radiating next to that big block color. (laughs) This makes no sense. But typically if I wear bright blue, I'll see that my aura is orange. And I've noticed that quite a few times now. And I've wondered two things. The first is that I wonder if, yeah, orange is just maybe opposite in the color spectrum for blue. And then... Oh, the dog's about to start barking. Daniel's home. She's about to get really excited. Who's home? Who's home, Poppet? Yeah, I'm just recording. Huh? I'm just recording. Who's she? She's in here with me. Do you want to come get her? You want to her with you? No, come get her. yeah and I just wonder if it's more of a like a vision thing like just seeing the outline energy of a color or I wonder if wearing a specific color affects your aura so I wonder if wearing blue for me makes my orange because if I wear blue, it makes me feel more creative or more in tune with myself. I don't know, those are just my two little thoughts. But when I see my aura, it's always around my head when I'm doing my makeup, like it just kind of floats there, almost like a shadow. This actually reminds me that I've had two new things happen with my auras. Anyway... So when I do my makeup and my aura is yellow, I always find that funny because yellow means detail oriented and focus, I think. So when I'm doing it, I'm like, oh yeah, I must be concentrating. Like I must be trying to cover up those wrinkles. Like I must be trying to really um, focus here, try and do my best work. And the other day as I was doing that, getting ready for work, I saw the yellow around my head, but. I saw a small aura outline on my hairline as well and it was turquoise and I've never seen an aura outline near, like, when I've seen auras in the past, they've always been around the head, around the shoulders and around the hands. Um, I've never seen them in specific areas of the body in a really small space so I've never seen um, how do I explain this I've seen a different aura color on my left hand compared to my right hand sometimes but it's always on the outline of the extremity this is the first time that it's been shown or that I see it on top of my skin tone like on top of my skin on top of a body part and I just thought that was really cool I thought it was really new um and again, I just wonder if that develops a little bit more. Auras are really funny for me. As soon as I kind of practice seeing them over and over, the more that develops. Like, I, if anything, I think that's the one thing that develops most, and it's something I quite enjoy. I don't find anything scary or creepy about it, and I don't feel like there's any hidden meanings that I need to try and figure out when I see an aura. It's just that one colour means this, one area in your body means this. It's very black and white and it's logical and it's the same every time and I find that quite fun (laughs) and I find it predictable, which is nice for me. But that just reminded me of a time a few months ago now when we were still living in Vancouver I was doing this little thing where every time I went to the bathroom, I would do like 10 lunges or 10 squats just to try and get some more movement. Because, you know, office jobs, when you're just sitting for eight hours a day, my body just craves movement. Um, and I was in the bathroom. There's a big full length mirror and I was practicing I don't know if you do weights, but if you were to do like a single leg deadlift and you kind of put your leg behind you, it's kind of like if you're a dancer, kind of like a little arabesque as you lean forward and then come back up. I was doing 10 of those on each leg and I was holding eye contact in the mirror just to try and keep my balance. And as I was doing that, I don't know if it's because of the light in the bathroom or maybe the distance away from the mirror that I was I was like two meters away I saw like six different aura colors around me it wasn't just that I had an aura color around my head it was that I had that and then almost kind of like a rainbow there were just more colors and more layers that extended around me and I actually ended up standing there and just looking at it for a few minutes I must have looked so funny if someone were to walk in, but it was really pretty, I didn't know what all the aura colours meant at that time, and I don't know what it means for however many aura colours you see, you know, but... It was really cool. I could have stayed there looking at it for a really long time, but I kind of have to unfocus my eyes when I see auras sometimes, or if I'm, like, focusing in on the aura, and it was giving me a really bad headache. So I had to stop. I was probably a little bit cross-eyed, can't lie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Those are the newest little developments that have come about for me, and I just... Wanted to give you a little update as well in terms of returning to Whistler and living here. If you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, you may remember an episode where I talked about Savannah, a young little girl spirit that came through to me and had a lot of trouble with her lungs. And she ended up being a bit cheeky. She played some pranks on me and on Daniel I didn't tell him that it was her playing pranks just because I didn't want to scare him, but I knew it was her. And she loved to push my watermelons off the bench. That was her favorite thing to do. And her other favorite thing to do was to make crashing noises in our cupboard. So she'd like, I don't know, somehow a coat hanger would just fall onto the ground in the cupboard, you know, and make a big clang. I was a bit nervous when we Return to Whistler because we're living in the same place. I wondered if I'd feel her here. I wondered if we'd still have the same little pranks. And I've felt nothing. I haven't seen her. She hasn't come through to me. We've had no weird noises. We've had no light flickering. We've had no watermelons pushed off the bench. But to be fair, haven't bought any watermelons. But she's just not here. And I just feel like she's at peace, but I'm not too sure. I just really hope she is. But I know there might be some of you that maybe were wondering if she'd still be sticking around, and I can tell you she's not. And I just hope that that means she's okay. All right, short and sweet episode for today. (laughs) Thank you for sticking with me. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Back at work, on that same day that I was talking to those two colleagues of mine, Sarah and Anna, I think I made their names. One of them was... So we have Spotify going on in the background. There's like an office login and someone just goes into it every day and chooses what music we listen to. And it's usually either Top 40 or if someone else gets on there, it's freaking EDM. Or if another girl gets on there, it's Taylor Swift. And I think this day, I can't remember what we're listening to, but every second song came up with this really elderly singer from the 60s. I didn't know his songs. I wonder what his name was. Just give me a moment. I'm just going to try and Google. I'm Googling famous singers from the 60s. I feel like it was Glenn something. Oh God, I don't know. Maybe the name started with a G. I'm not too sure. But it was very... Olden day music And we were listening to like Top 40 And every second song One of his songs came on to play And Sarah was just like what's going on Why does this thing keep playing She was like why does this guy keep playing And she'd go into the list Of upcoming songs Like She'd, she'd go and choose a song from the playlist And click on it And it was on shuffle And then she'd go into upcoming songs And it would just be one from this man and I looked at her I was like I hate to say it but like someone's grandparents trying to get through like whose grandparent likes this music <laughs> and they kind of laughed it off but yeah um that's a pretty sure sign that someone's trying to get through. That's what Savannah had done to Dan. She had gone and played some weird music as he was turning on his laptop and he couldn't get rid of it. Even when he turned his laptop off and turned it back on, she was playing some weird song. So yeah, I wonder how long it's going to be for my workmates just to think I'm absolutely crazy. But funnily enough, they're not weirded out by it. Even the ones that don't really believe in it. So I must be normal enough for them to not judge. Maybe. I'm not too sure. I don't think I'm very normal at all. (laughs) But Maybe I come across as it sometimes. (laughs) I'll have a question box open on my Instagram at Psychic-ish Podcast tomorrow for you to share any thoughts, theories or similar stories from what you've heard in today's episode. But for now, best of luck getting to sleep tonight. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye bye.